up everybody my name is brandon first aka first report representing the esbc gambling podcast network it is monday night that means it is time to talk nba basketball um before we do that there is some breaking news that uh we will get to but before we get to that fun stuff let's just run you through what we got going down for you for the rest of the week remember on the esbc gambling podcast network we have content dropping for you every day of the week. Um, and obviously tonight, we got the NBA. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Josh is going to be talking the financial education or financial market education with Greg Wolf as he breaks down the gamification as it relates to sports betting. And then Wednesday, myself and Brandon Lupian are going to talk about the top sports gambling stories of the week. Thursday, we pass the mic to Matt Bird as he gives us a weekly chat about corruption and uh, everything that's going on, uh, not only in St. Petersburg, but, uh, you know, with the Black Lives Matter and, and the protests and everything that we have going on in this country. That'll be Thursday. And uh, Friday, the end of the week, is some mental health advice, uh, you know, regarding the riots, COVID, and really everything else that 2020 has thrown at us. Obviously, this year is, uh, it's, it's one that's, full and we're already only halfway through and and on the weekends um as we get closer to baseball season and we're getting to that momentarily we will have a major league baseball podcast for you all weekend but before we get to that i do want to introduce to you the man that uh, i will be uh, that will be joining me tonight talking nba basketball man who uh, is, is pretty much the glue that holds this podcast together he's got nba uh, really somebody that uh really brings the the financial and betting or the and business side to betting I've, I've always been a gambler don't get me wrong but josh was the one who who gave and me I the the goals and now, gave now me you're making investments exactly and you were the one that that changed and, and and you gave me the the lenses if you will the the glasses you were you might you were my betting optometrist that uh, gave me the right prescription um and uh how, how you doing tonight josh you ready to talk a little uh basketball every day is a great day bottom line every day is a great day and uh when you hear the sad news of max uh turk uh i follow usc football for uh income purposes but i'm watching usc my whole life with all this guy since high school and now he is dead and uh I've been fortunate, lucky, and good to have lived on this earth uh, for 24 more years of what Max Turk got. So when I say every day is a great day, I do that. Everybody has tragedies, right? Uh, when my mother passed it away, it was horrible. I had personal tragedies when uh, a police officer, strong guy, picked me up with one hand and he slammed me against the cop car, busted up my, my chin. Obviously, those weren't good days, but all the others were. So out of 10,000 days, I've had about three or four that I could say are bad. So that's why I say every day is a good day. Uh, I'm very proud of the article and video podcast I did. I encourage everybody to listen to it for a Motivational Monday on mental health first aid kit that we're going to throw out every Friday. And we're going to get back to a Motivation Monday uh, 
Brandon first sent me a very, very good link that you guys can link to as far as motivation. But read that uh, story that I'm going to still update. It took me 18 years to write my mom's obituary. And it's going to get your emotions out. Uh, with my dad, I, I'm going to continue adding because every time I think I'm finished, some other story comes up. So I'm going to keep adding stories, but it shows mental health strength, right? He was abandoned at nine years old, put to the streets. And an uncle uh, refused to give him food. So he goes back to Cuba 40 years later, and the same uncle still alive and asked him for food. And his mind drifted that he was able to own two restaurants in uh, the United States. The second one he didn't really own, it was mine, but I guess he feels in his mind that he was the owner. It's <laughs> the way it is with family. But that's why I say every day is a great day. And tomorrow's going to be a good podcast. We break down a profiteer, someone who's not making you money, right? Uh, did I make you money last year, Brandon, first picking games? Yeah, yes, you did. Uh, well, college football, we're on, we're on fire. And when uh, the, the we'll beginning, see. you know, this started, we have this podcast network hasn't even been anything for it's We're probably, I think, 10 months in. Um, it obviously got started week one, pretty much the Wednesday, I think, um, before week one of last year. And there were a lot of things that you brought to the table and that were foreign. And to be, to be honest, I, I didn't really give them a whole lot of thought. Um, but over time, obviously, the double-digit dogs in the division were the big ones. Um, yeah, because that's how you know something to the weather. Talk. That's what I was attention like, to the weather. I used to always, I mean, uh, Josh, it was September and October football, and the Buccaneers are playing at home. Josh well, it's got to be our just, show. we got to give a homage to the Scott and Bear show where we met. Exactly. And I was picking Buccaneer games. Exactly. And getting all of them right. That's how and, I came and that's And that's what we do. I mean, obviously, the NFL is the hardest sport to pick. Um, it, it's, it's shown the, the closest – in terms of talent from 32 to one, in terms of the best to the worst is football. There's the parody is incredible. Um, and for us to still hit 67%, which of course 52.5 is the break even point. So when we're hitting 65, 67%, betting on every single game over under and the spread. I mean, we were, we would have, we would have cashed out in the Vegas um, uh, big, well, big bet. Because I read this the other day. They said that the people that make the most money, the smartest people, are cynical contrarians. So when I introduced a double-digit dog in the division, was 80% of the time, Brandon first was a cynical contrarian. 95% of people lack the capacity to change, right? Studies have been done. 90% of people die within 30 miles from where they live. 90% of people have the same religion as their parents. However, without knowing any of this, Brandon first showed us the capacity to change because then he started uh betting double digit dogs he was actually putting money on double digit he went from uh thinking to himself this guy is full of crap to evaluating the situation and making able to make an adjustment he would have been a great coach uh random first teams at halftime you could bet on him in the second half because <laughs> he knows how to make those adjustments so uh, we're very fortunate, lucky, and good that uh, we got Brandon first with us as we keep rolling. 
We're going to pick every uh, Major League Baseball game. We're going to read the press release. However, we're going to give you three picks every day of the Southern California teams we've been following our whole lives. We see the players at the grocery store. We're going to pick those games so we can build upon the 46 and 1 or the 41 and 6 run we were on college basketball at it going 80% in the bowl season. Uh, Brandon first was getting scared. He was having the lottery winner effect because he had so much money. So read read us that that press release. So yeah, this was the press release that, um, I mean, this might not even be an hour old. Uh, from Major League Baseball. This is Major League Baseball. This is the office of the commissioner. So everything in this is coming from the owners um, and the commissioner's side of things. So this is the exact press release. Today, the Major League Baseball Players Association informed us that they rejected the agreement framework developed by Commissioner Manfred and Tony Clark. Needless to say, we are disappointed by this development. The framework provided an opportunity for Major League Baseball and its players to work together to confront the difficulties and challenges presented by the pandemic. It gave our fans the chance to see an exciting new postseason format, and it offered the players significant benefits, including one, universal DH for two years, two, a guaranteed $25 million in playoff pool money in 2020, three, $33 million in forgiven salary advances that would increase the take-home pay of 61% of the major league players. Four, overall earnings for players of 104% of their prorated salary. And five, over the last two days, Major League Baseball agreed to remove expanded postseason in 2021 in order to address player concerns. In view of this rejection, Major League, base, uh, Major League Clubs have unanimously voted to proceed with the 2020 season under the terms of the March 26th agreement. The provisions listed above will not be operative. In order to produce a schedule with a specific number of games, we are asking that the Players Association provide us by 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow which would be June 23rd, with two pieces of information. The first is whether players will be able to report to camp within seven days by July 1st. The second is to whether the Players Association will agree to the operating manual which contains the health and safety protocols necessary to, given, uh, to give us the best opportunity to conduct and complete our regular season and postseason. And that's, that's the press release. And there's, this is honestly the most. What's, what's your analysis, man? You've been it's, watching. Uh, it's Major League Baseball. It's players, this but. entire negotiation in a nutshell in a press release. If you right. read 75% of this press release, you expect that this press release is saying that Major League Baseball is, we're not playing in 2020. That's what pretty much three quarters of this says. And then the last, the last paragraph just goes, well, um, you know, we're actually going to play now. Um, we just need two pieces of information. It's, they go out of their way. Major League Baseball and the office of the commissioner took, I mean, three quarters of this press release to talk shit about the players union. 
I mean, pretty much told the told all of us, look at everything we offered to the players, and they still said no. But we're gonna give you sixty games. It's it's everything that is wrong with the negotiation as a whole is right here in this press release. It continues to be two sides that just think that they can get along without the other one, the other side. And we're, we're going to get 60 games, but this, this is a problem that's going to fester until 2021's uh, collective bargaining negotiations. Um, it's great. We're going to get 60 games more than likely who knows. Um, but this is not a good sign um, for the long-term health of major league baseball. Right. So as a lifetime baseball fan, uh, you want these guys to get along. So, do you think that the reason it was three quarters uh, of them kind of posturing is to to win the uh, PR battle? One hundred percent. It it they've lost the PR battle from the minute Manfred, you know, draft night. Draft night, he went and said, we got 100%, we're getting baseball. And then four or five days later, he came out and said, I'm not confident we're getting baseball. And we, it, he was drugged through the mud. It was the proverbial um, shame, walk of shame, if you watch Game of Thrones. Right. Um, it, was, it was bad. And immediately, that's when baseball said, hey, we need to, um, we need to now focus on winning the PR battle. And right. like I said, the, the, this this PR or this um, public or what, what, PR, well, I can't even think of it. Press release, excuse right. me, is, I mean, this is a this is a Molotov cocktail um, that's thrown in their direction, and I would not be surprised. I told you before this, I was waiting for Trevor Bauer or someone to come out. It's been an hour. We have yet to hear from the players, and I do believe that's the players' Trevor association. Bauer is is he an official representative or just somebody? Who he's he's not a representative. He's just. He, he's a bit of a mouthpiece. He's, right. he's so the he, guy he that know he, he runs his mouth. He is. And, and I really do think this is the players association telling these guys, Hey, but just let it play out. We're not but, going to um, interfere. Don't, don't fight on Twitter. Uh, we're just going to play baseball and we'll deal with it in 2021. So like I said, we're going to get 60 games, but at what cost? At what cost? Uh, Two things that I have is is that uh, being in the financial services industry, uh, I would, you know, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say that my professional opinion is that players are broke, and the uh owners know this they know that they're pro and the original agreement you know i'm betting uh 52.5 is uh break even break even for major league baseball teams is 80 million and that's what their insurance policy is so they're not going to regardless they're not going to go under 80 million a lot of players haven't thought this out. You know, the guys in the Dominican with 14 kids, uh, other people who are broke. I know several Cuban baseball players who are broke. Uh, 
but they can live broke. I mean, sometimes they feel more happy broke than things when they have money. But uh, that's the squeeze there. So if the players, let's say they cancel the season, the players get $172 million versus $9 billion with a B from what you're talking about, right? And the true $2 trillion million package for stimulus shows you how much money there's out there in the buying potential of America, which is still the richest country in the world. So that's the breakdown of that situation. But we're looking at it from a betting angle, from a betting perspective. So, and one reason I like it is because it's, it has uh, my original prediction. Before anything happened, I said baseball was coming back to July 4th. You can't miss that. Now, the only thing that I think could stop it would be some unknown as far as COVID-19. We've already kind of seen that maybe the beginning of that um, with the Phillies in Clearwater. Right. Now, granted, it, it's a little different. Um, we're not going to have the normal spring training of Florida and Arizona. Everyone splits up. Everyone's going to do it in their home city. So it's a little different right. in terms of the people in Clearwater, Florida for the Phillies. They'll just have to stay there. And I, I don't think it's anybody. Obviously, Bryce Harper is not there. Trust me. Um, but that's kind of a microcosm he's in San Diego, of what's going he's to happen. Norman in San Diego, and his wife has a big yeah. large presence in San Diego. And, and, it's, and going back to the point of betting angles, we're going to see in this agreement, um, the, the commissioner was given the, the chance, hey, you're going to set the schedule. The players, hey, you can tell them to play. But you think Mookie Betts, who's, who's, who's about ready to, make a, uh, to get a massive payday, is going to bust his ass for a 60-game, um, you know, what, 30, whatever, 40% yeah, of his when, normal When you money? say something like that, right, and you're, I think you're absolutely right. Players are going to say what they want. I had a conversation at a bar once with uh, an all-star, perennial all-star third baseman. Can't mention names. But it gave me insight. And what he said that it was maybe five games left in the season. And he had a friend on another team. And it's a great term, and people can look it up online. He said that the friend came up to him and said, hey, man, kick a leg for me. And that was that he was going to hit it towards him. And he was going to act like he made a genuine effort for the ball and let it go into right field so he can get the hit and get his bonus. And that's what that term during that time, it was a long time ago, it was around 25 years ago, where I heard that story. Me being as naive as I was, that's when I first started saying, oh, wait a second. You got to look at people's motivation and psychology. So literally, as precise as these guys are, if they wanted to play 48 games, they're only going to get 48 games for that. And you as a better, you pick, okay, what game is this guy going to pick? It's going to pick the game where the guy threw out of his head last year and they had a fight and uh, his wife's cheated with him. Is that the game? I'm just using example for that he's going to lay off of. No, he's going to bring his A game to that game, right? He's going to put money on Because <laughs> he's mad at the guy for screwing his wife. And and one last, one last thing on the baseball, and then we can move on to the NBA, but – out of all of this, um, if we get baseball back, and I do, I, I, I'm still a skeptic I, until we're there. 
I saw right. a tweet and that's earlier. what makes you so smart, and that's why yeah. you make us so much money as a uh, as a contrary. I saw I, I saw a tweet earlier, and it said, "I I won't I won't trust that baseball is back until it's the seventh inning of the first game," and that's exactly how I pretty much feel as a baseball fan. It's like you don't really know until you're actually there. Um, but the biggest loser out of all of this today is Yasiel Puig, because for the last two months, three months, we have been pretty much going on the blind assumption that the universal DH was happening. And today... You've been on that. I heard you talk about Yasiel Puig. ...not happening. And Puig is now all of a sudden in the same boat he was last, uh, that he was, you know, in in December or January. Probably an overpriced free agent that's going to have to hope that he probably isn't going to play this year. Uh, Might, who knows? I mean, maybe someone in Korea wants to give him a call. And yeah, uh, but you, you, Korea, but you I were highly, talking highly about, about that. This is a perfect time to remind people. Um, we're going to finish it tonight. We have a, a, a whole page where you can click on. You'll have access to Brandon first in detail breakdown of every single major league baseball team with the objective of you getting information. Because on this podcast, we just don't give people fish. We teach them how to fish. And one of the most things I'm proud about this podcast is that uh, you make more money listening to the older podcasts and figuring out the whys in the business and financial. Now we're bringing on, every Tuesday, we're bringing on the Wolf Line. And the Wolf Line is going to add to your toolbox. You're going to bring economic principles, behavioral economic principles into market strategy, all right? Because you pick a sporting event the same way you pick a stock. However, sports is a lot easier for now before they figure out how to complicate it. That instead of you know having a math degree from MIT and being able to break down complicated derivatives or having a short-term strategy like day trading, you can figure out the sports market, <laughs> right? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid, and make just amount of money. Now, there's some tax things going down the pipe that we'll educate people on. A sports bidding gets in there, and, and we're going to give you actionable items to talk to your local politicians so you can avoid this and you can make more money uh, betting on this game. But however, salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. Go on my Twitter Look at the pinned tweet where I explain value. I'm going to bore uh, first report with this gun because uh, I'm probably making him sick, vomit when he hears me talk about because that's all I thought about. Because not only are you lining your pocket in a recession and COVID-19 and riots, not only are you making money doing this, you're having fun watching the game. Hey, how about that? <laughs> Do the whole Vince Skelly, you know, Dick Ember. All the great, Ernie Harwell, all these great guys, Joe Buck Sr. Kick up, they all say this thing, kick up your, what do you, for a couple hours, uh, you know, Uncle Teddy. Kick up your feet for a couple hours and forget about your problems and watch a ball game for a couple hours. What we add is a system where you consistently make money doing that. How about that? You know, in, in a pandemic, we're giving it away for free. It's a free podcast. 
not only do we entertain you, we give you actionable information to make money. For me, it has helped my marriage. For the last, since 2011, my wife um, in, in trade for not watching as many Lifetime movies with her. Uh, she only insists during Christmas Lifetime when you have the hard-headed, uh, successful, independent woman who has a career but doesn't have a love life. And then the, you know, good-looking, tall, really nice guy with a kid and it gets snowed in. You know, and it's, you know the plot because you bring your iPads uh, and watch the game you're betting as the plot goes on. She's like, you're not watching the movie, what happened? You're going to get snowed in. I didn't know what's going to happen in the next uh, scene. You're going to get snowed in and she's going to hook up with. Remember, at the beginning of the Lifetime movie, write down the name of the guy. And you say, okay, she's going to hook up with Steve at the end. Oh, she's going to go, oh, dude. All right? So that's it's not only actionable steps to make money. We live in the richest country in the world. It's also entertainment. And the same podcast or other things. But on the podcast, I'll reiterate older episodes are more valuable than the ones now. Especially if you're smart and think we're full of shit. Right? We listen to the old podcast and we tell you what's going to happen. Recession included. You know, first time I said the recession of Brandon first, she's like, you're crazy, man. Right? But I know, I know it's coming, right? Whether you think I got lucky or not, uh, I am right. And I'm going to throw this pick out there. All right? Uh, I don't know what it is now, but I got it at plus 2,500. Joe Biden is going to pick Stacey Abrams as her vice presidential candidate. So I throw in 100 bucks, that becomes $2,500, right? So I, I calculated it. Uh, Anna spends... Uh, about $180 a month on gas. So since 2011, we have paid $28,800 in gasoline for my wife to get to and from work or wherever she wants to go, just on betting, just on betting these games. And not only am I, the difference between us, there's a lot of guys that make it. There's probably like, you can see on the, the guys that went to, uh, when sports died down, the people that went to day trading, a lot of those people made a lot of money betting on games. The difference is we're sharing the information with you. And people talk about income inequality. Because even if you don't want to bet on the games, learn the business and financial lessons. Right? I encourage anybody that feels they've been discriminated by income inequality and wealth inequality, listen to those podcasts and figure out the why. We're accessible. You can call us at 8 858-863-6501. You can text us or leave us a voicemail. We're accessible. We'll give you everything you got. I got two. I got an MBA. I got a master's in business science. Uh, I ran a successful restaurant. I have a successful consulting firm. Me, my, myself, and, and Brandon. Brandon and I, using proper English because I am an English major. We live in the most expensive place in the world. We do. Or top five most expensive places in the world. We're with Hong Kong, New York City, whatever. It's ex rent's expensive. Mortgages are expensive. And learning business and financial 
concepts and applying them to sports bet pays for expensive lifestyle. But we're sharing it. That's what makes us different, is that we share it. We don't keep the information to ourselves. Exactly, and, and it's like you said, the fish. No, we're, we'll, hear, we'll, we'll teach you how to fish and uh, make things easier on you. We'll, we'll do pretty much most of the legwork in terms of the research. But uh, so diving into the MBA, Josh, do you want to give us a little rundown of how, um, you know, this little eight game uh, top off, however you want to call it, uh, 22 team little extravaganza is going to go um, all in Orlando, all hopefully getting started. MBA is hopeful if sometime around uh, August? Uh, July 31st. July 31st, okay. So, uh, you know, it's almost like a test, right? And uh, Brandon, first and nine, first report, PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles. We've been watching sports our whole life. I started in nine, nine, watching sports. When did you start watching sports, Brandon? Four or five, very, very young. Probably younger than I should probably admit. So you look at our ages, we have a combined probably about 70 years watching sports. So we got, you know, the, the, the most expensive, not the most expensive, but the most sophisticated supercomputer ever uh, that exists. It's our brains, right? And you can go academic on this and call it experiential learning and how you add that value to picking games. But what you can hear, and actually you can hear all the podcasts where we're predicting the outcome of college basketball games going, um, whatever, it was 46 and five. You can hear Brandon first and I going 80% on bowl games. We got every single game right. New Year's is ridiculous. And Brandon first makes the point, we got a winner in each game because we we're picking over and under. And then we were 63.5% on NFL games and Wolf line from Tuesday made a good point. Uh, hedge fund managers make $100 million a year. They're correct on stock 58% of the time. And it's not by accident, right? Because 52.5% is break even. This is decision science. So they got the number that you get right. We got 63.5. And that's picking every game, every over and under. It's just phenomenal. What we were able to do, we would have finished fourth in the super contest. Would have won $120,000. That reminds me, we're going to put it on the list. We're definitely getting in the super contest this year. And you guys can follow along. And uh, obviously, we like to share. So anybody that follows along with us, we will buy them alcohol in Las Vegas or give them off our free drink tickets we take with uh, bets. So we've been watching sports our whole lives. So when you take a test, you always go with your first instinct. So my first instinct about basketball, when I, when I read what was going on, is that this is just a training camp. Because if you read the, the Tim Donahue, because listen, our opinions are different than Max Kellerman, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Jason Whitlock, uh, Skip Bayless, Colin Cop Colin Cowher was 0-18. We can't do that. If I go 0 and 18, Brandon first, what would Anna say? Uh, I don't think she'd say anything, honestly. If I went 0 and 18, she'd say, hey, look, obviously. Well, she'd just take your car after her car runs out of gas. But uh, <laughs> No, what she would say is, give me that phone. 
You're not making any money doing this. Let's go watch this movie. It's going to be Lifetime, and it's going to be about some shank who beat up 100 guys or something. Kill Bill. Type movie, right? So we have to win. We live in a very sports account. We can't afford to go 0 and 18 like Colin Powell. We need to win. So when we look at things, if we're wrong, we lose money. If Stephen A. Smith is wrong, he already got paid up front. That's a huge difference for us, right? So when you take a test, you go with your first instinct. We got, I got what, uh, 41 years watching sports. It's a training camp. They haven't changed the script, which, uh, you know, capacity for change. Adam Silver does not have the capacity to change. That's why the NBA keeps charging me for the league pass, even though they haven't played. That's why uh, Adam Silver went nuts when the NCAA was going to play. And he wasn't because they were going to lose PR, like the same type of situation that's going on with MLB. All right? So you take all those things together. Uh, they, they lack the capacity to change. So what they're doing is, and people talk about, um, people talk about uh, 400 years of oppression, right? And how things haven't changed. Well, Adam Silver changes less. And what they're doing is, is they're rigging, like you talk about wealth inequality and income inequality, they are rigging the system for the largest markets and the teams that are going to make him the most money have a competitive advantage, right? So what happens, right? And it's a good example. You can use this analogy of what happens to uh, middle-class poor white people and middle-class poor people everywhere where they're getting squeezed, right? So what they're doing to the middle-class and poor teams in the NBA is uh, it's wearing them out. They have to do the best they can while LeBron sits the bench and plays 20 minutes and gets himself training camp set. And then when the real playoffs, that they're, they're straight. They've had the training camp two weeks, got the sweat in. They've got to scout the other teams. LeBron is relaxed looking at the other teams while the other teams are in what they call amygdala brain. And uh, I'll spell that out so people look up amygdala brain. Because at the end of the day, we are an educational podcast. All right? We, amygdala is spelled A M Y. G-D-A-L-A. So, uh, and this is a big part of the educational piece of the podcast, is you never bet your own team. That's the number one rule. Why? Because you overestimate those decisions. We use, if you want to take notes, we use decision science that's used by the Fortune 15 companies like Google, Silicon Valley, to make decisions. We're using the same process to wager on sporting events. And that's one of the big reasons we make so much money doing so, all right? So using decision science, when you're in amygdala brain, a perfect example of amygdala brain is when you hear a siren. They call it the reptilian brain, right? Your primal brain, right? When you look at the George Floyd video, you go to amygdala brain because you're thinking about your safety. So while... Well, other teams are thinking about their safety of the season. They love playing basketball. They want to keep it going. 
LeBron is smiling, right? Uh, Giannis is smiling because they know they're in and they're getting rested and they're going to have a competitive advantage in that first round. So are we because instead of waiting to July 31st to start breaking things down, we're breaking it down in our relaxed brain. Beautiful Southern California with a nice wind. Research the um, psychological and health benefits of a nice, cool wind. All right? And relaxed. We're all right, right there. I just gave you a breakdown of the first round of the playoffs. Then you look at the numbers. You go check out the wolf line. You're straight. You're ready to make a bet. So that's the, that's the overview of it. Uh, the details is uh, one through seven are pretty much set. And then there's going to be a three-game uh, marketing scheme <laughs> to create fake drama. And this is going to happen. I'll predict it right here. Uh, the, wet, the East is going to be 2-0 and the team gets in. But the West is going to be 2 out of 3 to create drama. And there's going to be nobody watching that last playoff game. So all eyes on there. They can charge um, more advertising dollars. So, yeah, that's a breakdown of what's going down with the NBA uh, season. And uh, what are your thoughts, Brandon, first and all that? You know, for me, I know baseball, or uh, excuse me. Um, your mind is baseball because you're a big baseball fan. So yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I'm kind of chomping at the bit here. But hockey yeah. and basketball are in a different boat than baseball because the financials aren't really that big of a deal because they've already played 65, 70 games. So right, and you got to remember, kind of like but let business. me add this caveat. Gary Bittman, who at the Don Desar Hotel, my friend who was a uh, my roommate and friend, probably listening, uh, Drew, called me to help him because he needed uh, help as a bellhop. Rock Hippie worked at that time. He's on Facebook. He remembers uh, this. He wasn't there. Hippio wasn't there last night, but he had the same job as a bellman. I didn't even work there. I just showed up with my uh, my roommate, Gary Bateman, and this is 1994. Gave us a $1,000 cash tip just for carrying his suitcase. I carried his suitcase maybe like four feet. He comes out with a roll. At that time, he was the assistant deputy to Adam Silver. So Adam Silver is his mentor. So they're locked at the hip there in New York as far as, strategy, as, far as business strategy and marketing is concerned. Uh, yeah, and, and so just from that, uh, from the point I was trying to make in terms of they, they've already kind of figured out, look, we, we need to finish this off. And, and the money for all these sports outside of, you know, concession and merchandise in the arena is TV, TV. money. So – so it's a you know they'll sit here and say oh it's eight games um you know to figure it out and then a little play in tournament the playoffs aren't any less uh the stanley cup is still going to be four rounds best of seven well actually i take that back but after the uh, the initial first round then it'll be best of seven uh they're going to milk every bit out of that and it's all the tv money so you can see these sports working their way towards it but there's a black cloud that's over all of these, and it's it's the COVID, you know, reemergence um, in terms of pretty much every single camp that's open. I mean, we talked earlier about LSU, um, Houston, the Houston Cougars uh, football team. 
They already shut down their voluntary workouts. So that's another hurdle that's going to have to be cleared. In terms of the NBA, though, from the owner's standpoint, how important is it for them to return? Now, obviously, for us as well, fans, you the know, NBA, um, what about the owners? Right. Uh, Mark Cuban and uh, the guy from Cleveland, there's a lot of uh, savvy billionaires in uh, the NBA, you know, the Mark Cubans of the world. And they have their hands in it. Uh, so the owners are fine. I think a lot of them can take a loss. Not all of them. We got uh, Orlando Magic that are owned by uh, by Amway, but they're not in. So it's only going to be 22 teams that are going to be in. And one thing I know for sure, the NBA probably will share information with the NFL, uh, with uh, NHL, right? Because of the relationship between Bateman and um, – and Silver, the, he looks at Silver as his um, mentor. However, they're not sharing information with the other league. The NFL is arrogant. They got their own thing going on. And that's the thing they don't understand. I, I have a friend who uh, worked for five NFL teams in the front office. And he said that what shocked them, there isn't best practices. All five teams had different rules, different things going on. So the NFL is going to have their own thing going on. The NCAA has their own thing going on. Even between the conferences, there's a huge difference between the SEC and the Pac-10. I, my opinion, from what I know about the SEC, they never stop practicing. <laughs> they probably have these, you know, secret practices, and uh, uh, they have the state police actually protecting the local police departments, protecting. If you go up a building and you have a view to the Alabama uh, practice field, you will get caught. You leave that building. So those are small college towns that have it all wired. Once you get into the the, the town, they, they tag your license plate. They pretty much surveil you through the whole city, right? So very easy for the SEC to conduct illegal practices the whole time. Pac-10 didn't start until the 15th, right? So that gives uh, SEC competitive advantage over Pac-10. So the NBA is doing their own thing. And again, I go back to this. Adam Silver is on the board of Duke University. Uh, he's giving them at least $34 million that I know of. So he has access to the famous Duke Medical School, which I can 100, with him giving all that money, I can 100% guarantee that Duke Medical is involved in the uh, NBA's plan. Now, when you look at the NBA plan, Nobody's having contact with players. They're going to be in what they call the bubble. Uh, I've been there a lot because I uh, uh, used to get free tickets to Disney World and Disney World Resort. So it's a mini city. So they're going to be very, very limited uh, who has contact with the players. Also, uh, players can have as part of their entourage or personal trainers but they're limited. So they're going to have to knock off a kid to put a trainer in, right? If they want to. Or if the guy wants to use the team trainer, they can do that. But there's only going to be one trainer per conference just to limit contact and spread. Everybody's going to be tested uh, two to three times a week. If whoever tests positive, 
Um, I, from what I'm thinking, I don't think they've said it flat out, but you're done for the season. I know the NFL has some crazy rule in place where if you test positive, you will not only be out for the year, they're not going to pay you. So it's, it's a way to uh, – you can't change behavior unless you have enforcement mechanisms. So that's forcing those guys to wear masks, to clean their hands. Right? Everybody has Clorox wipes. If I show that to the non-podcast audience video, I have the Clorox wipes. You know, uh, so it's going to be interesting. The basketball. We've been lied to and gaslighted about what or what does it stay on surfaces? What surfaces you can get? Whatever. But I do know it's just common sense. It does say that the humidity holds up the droplets. So humidity, being in a humid place in Florida's uh, cases has spiked, all right? But again, Florida's not gonna shut down the NBA. Uh, simple reason is money. Florida does not have a state income tax. Uh, Florida, even though they're conservative and should be uh, pro-entrepreneurship, they're really not. They have too many regulations they have. Florida's worse for entrepreneurship than California, believe it or not. So because there aren't money in the coffers, DeSantis, not up for re-election for another couple of years. He figures he can gaslight the public to get in again. So basketball will be played no matter what. And uh, as crazy as it seems, they probably should play the games outside. They won't. But the droplets kind of stay in the air in the building. That is the problem. So. Uh, I would change it. The, the only thing I would change it, tracking the science, would be I would test the players. Uh, it depends what type of test they have. If they have a test that's really accurate, it's three days, everybody gets tested, right? And then everybody gets tested day of. And I wouldn't play as many games. But again, it's greed, it's contract. If you don't play X amount of games, you don't get your money. Like the NFL is doing to the players. And, and and what are your thoughts on you know players that don't want? Um, obviously, you know Kyrie Irving has made his thoughts known, but yeah, but, but he's just not more playing. focus focus more on, on certain players that uh, are more worried about the pandemic side of things. Is there is there going to be something in terms of the NBA is going to let these guys um, you know pretty much not live up to their contractual obligation this year? Um, if that's the case, are there going to be financial penalties? Uh, do we have any idea of how that's going to go? Uh, you look at a guy like Kyrie Irving, and until I see evidence otherwise, all I keep reading similar situations. Like Kyrie Ir Irving, right? Who's his dad? Dr. J. He's been rich his whole life. And he's had good uh, financial managers. So he's made good money. He's not playing. Right, so it doesn't hurt him that they're not playing, right? Uh, so he doesn't have a financial incentive to play. So it's easy for him to say, oh, let's be in solidarity, good PR again, for him to say, hey, actually that's his only PR move because he's irrelevant because he's not playing. So you want to make yourself relevant? You got to say from a PR money perspective, I'm not playing because I want to, um, protest for George Floyd. Well, you're not playing anywhere, man. 
say something else, say something more creative. So that's the first thing that came out of my mind. So uh, if, if a guy has to play, if he has 20 kids and the judge gave it to him, hey, you got 20 kids, you're being irresponsible. We're going to earmark all your money to all your ex-girlfriends and kids. That guy's playing. Guy who's financially secure, it's not worth the risk, the risk reward. So it's a complicated situation, but for 80% of the players, that's what it's going to come down to. There's going to be that 20% uh, that might not, right? And uh, you have to make your own bet. You know, you have to make your own evaluation. Not having this guy on the team, how's it going to affect? Uh, the Lakers not having Howard is not going to affect him at all. If he decides not to. And that was bad on his part because he's known for being lazy. So it's, it's people are, oh, you're being lazy again, man. You don't want to play. But if the Lakers miss him, you know. But that's why you have to do your research because a Memphis, you know, teams like that uh, who are playing for that last spot, uh, yeah, if they're missing a guy, it, it could be determinant between they make the playoffs or not. Or they, they're over 500 in the last eight games. Or they tank a game against the Lakers so they have people healthy because they're short. Short staffed. But that's the way that's the way I look at that situation from a from a betting and financial standpoint. Yeah, for, and I was more focused on the on the guys that because there are those guys out there that not not so much the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter part, but just that don't think that. Um, they're afraid of the disease. Out of the woods, you know, they they are afraid of the pandemic part, and um, you know, being a carrier what? and all that stuff. And a lot of it too is, you know, we we talked about it on other podcasts, but not on this one. This is going to be. I mean, Orlando is going to be overflow, over flooded with. I mean, including the MLS as well. This is. There's going to be what I mean. 3,000, 5,000 Right, but they're going to be separated in Orlando the, just dropping in um, Yeah, well Orlando's kind of spread out and then Disney they have tight security anyways, it's a tight place and there's surveillance cameras and everywhere And Disney World opening too, I mean it just seems Well they know like it's, it's gigantic Yeah, no, it's, it's gigantic and everybody is separated and their security separated There's not going to be a lot of intermingling uh, Disney World Resort is like a city, you know, just like a city. So it's like being in different neighborhoods. Everybody's going to be in different neighborhoods. Sometimes they do it because gang turf warfare, but it's a way get a good way of explaining it. You can't cross this line. It's not going to be forever. It's just going to be to get business done. So there'll be separation. There'll be testing, and a lot of those guys that are afraid to play. I'm sure Adam Silver has already a doctor with a speech lined up how to convince these guys that they're going to be, if you don't have it, then you can avoid getting it. And this is how you do it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what players wear masks while they're playing. That'll be interesting. Or wearing masks on Do you think anybody's going to wear a mask? They already do anyway sometimes. You know, these goggles and the face shields they put, they put on. I know in football, they... Uh, Jameis Winston had that face shield. That of course he was going to take it off in the heat and humidity of Tampa. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, I, I I I can't imagine any any NBA player that 
I mean, a face shield's different than a face mask for an NBA player. That but the face shield does the same thing. It they're, protects the mouth and the ears, ears and eyes from getting any, any droplets in. So I can see a lot of guys playing with a face shield just because they don't want to get broken. You got to wear gloves. And then how are we going to do? I mean, how are you going to play basketball? That'll be interesting because uh, we got to get uh, got to do a, a podcast with Lupian or whatever you guys do on uh, Wednesday. Because he has the the end of how the U.S. Open and how his team in junior college are going to be using gloves or whatever to mitigate that fear you're talking about of getting the coronavirus. Now, the fact that Major League uh, that uh, hockey and the NBA are waiting until the end, that tells me that as technology advances and they get more numbers in, there's going to be, I'm going to get my whiteboard out actually, because we get into, because a lot of people just don't, aren't aware, which they should be by now, the process of a pandemic, right? You have, and it's very important to how the NBA, everybody else has, you have contamination, right? You have spread. So contamination happened from what we know now, probably November, has spread. It really got in our face in March, March Madness. We said, oh, they're spreading. Then you have mitigation, right? Mitigation is shelter in place. So this is evolving here as we go to this step, right? These steps are evolving. And the last step is the one everybody wants is vaccine. But again, they lied to us about that. AIDS does not have a vaccine. So there might never be a vaccine for COVID-19, all right? So remember, especially in sports betting, you number everything. Because know the numbers, Mr. Harrington, guy who owned a car dealership in New Hampshire, Really nice guy, super rich guy, nice guy. Taught me a lot about business. He said, know the numbers and you will know everything. So if you have an accurate number, and Wolfline will help you with that data aspect of it, and then you get with us with the philosophical and business aspect of it, you will know everything and you'll make money betting. So the fourth step is, um, here's gonna be herd immunity, which we wanna get to. The, the fourth step are remedies. Remedies used to be some soup some guy made in a mountain <laughs> that got to the people that it was medicine the doctor gave you. So it's red over there should be a, with people saying that now people are going to have like a nasal spray. They're going to be uh, selling it at Target and CVS and the grocery store, um, you know, Claritin type stuff that you sniff up your... Um, nostril and it's redesivir because if you feel you have COVID-19 system if it's positive you go to CVS pharmacy and you get a prescription for redesivir that goes up your nostrils and mitigates that right uh, another remedy is data we know that 80 percent of the people that die right that 80 20 rule that's why I kind of don't believe it because it's too convenient and it mixes with the 80 20 rule 
but we'll get some healthy denial and go with that. They're at least telling us now that 80% of the people that die are 62 and over with underlying conditions. Now, I hear guys online irresponsibly saying that there's no one who has died uh, under the age of 18 with COVID-19, which is false. There's people who have died, right? But did they have an underlying condition? Did they have bad lungs? All right. So it right now we're, we're at the remedy stage, heading to herd immunity. So once you have advanced remedies and people are doing tests, there's a lot of money for these tests. You have really good remedies and you have herd immunity. We get to what where the AIDS virus is. And for the AIDS virus, you have to have a high risk lifestyle and ignorance to get it. So that's where you want to get COVID-19 to. And that's where we're headed. And maybe, now that I think about it, maybe the NBA athletes are at that fourth stage where they have the best doctors in the world with the best remedies. Now, the other part of it is that 70% of the people who die are male, right? And uh, Dr. Gardner Form rarely Ford says that the reason that is is because women are a lot smarter than you. They're not... Right, but uh, it could be something with testosterone. I know there's a doctor in Boston who gives people estrogen for the remedy section, right? So the MBA has the best doctors for remedies, right? Uh, they might have some herd immunity from the guys, the guy from Utah has herd immunity, right? But we don't know that. People don't know if you could get it twice. So I guess we'll find out. And the other part of it is, and uh, maybe on Wednesday, you guys can get deeper into it, but uh, myself and Brandon first, we feel we're the only ones, this is the only podcast that's gonna talk about. Does COVID-19 have negative long-term, because salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. Does COVID-19 give permanent lung damage to someone. It doesn't damage their lungs. Now, if Brandon first and I get our uh, lungs damaged, but we can do everything else, we're not going to lose money. An athlete has damaged lungs. What made Allard uh, Iverson such a great player? Uh, they tested him, and he had uh, genetic makeup. We had extraordinary functional lungs. That's why he never got tired in practice. We could do two a days and never get a man never got time. I, I, I gotta imagine Russell Westbrook and Harden, who are both on the same team, got to have that same generic makeup. Because I, I was watching some underground street game they were up and they were going up and down the court in the middle of summer in the heat. Those guys were not getting tired, they were laughing. Right? But if they get COVID nineteen and it does damage their lungs, suddenly Harden's a different player, Westbrook's a different. So that's what that's what you got to look at, and this is exactly what is going on. All right. So when you hear Redesivir, that's why it's so important, and other drugs that are going on. The vaccine, you got to think with so many much money going on, and um, the realistic time frame for a machine, a vaccine is uh, five years. I think uh, my mind has shifted from thinking about vaccine to thinking of remedies. And then how do you, you got to boost your immune system, not to digress, but I guess the NBA doctors know that. 
but people talk a lot of garbage. It's like, a, it's like the podcast. We're combining sports with creating an income during a pandemic or recession and riots. We're doing, we're giving you actual tangible steps you can do today. You can listen to a podcast today, get the information and make money. But most people are gaslighting, shysters, and all they want to do is try to entertain you so they can make money, not you making money. And one of the big things they've gaslighted us about is the vaccine. The vaccine peels in comparison to the best medicine being preventive medicine, number one. Number two, what's important is redesivir. What's important are remedies you can do if you get COVID-19 to uh, flush it out of your body as soon as possible before it does any lung damage to you. So I think that's where the NBA, baseball, all of them are at. And the only thing I would wish they would do is do what we're doing. We're not just uh, walk, uh, talking to the talk, we're walking to walk. They need all the leagues need to get each other, all the medical people and share information, share different remedies, share data, which I know they're not gonna share the data, but they should. They should get together and share the data so they can start tracking things. But heck, that's, that's the way we make money too. We track our bets. We track the teams and uh, we, we, we are, that's a podcast and people watching the thing can see it. I was teaching a client about profit using betting, right? We're at 70 to 80%, right? And break even is 52.5. So Anna bought $28,000 worth of gas last uh, 10 years with uh, having a system and the, the system is a combination of a lifetime of education and listening double digit dogs in the division was taught to me by a uh, degenerate gambler. <laughs> he taught me double digit dogs in the division and with all my education all my experience i had an open mind to what the man had to say and it made sense and i started digging deeper into it and here we are, you know, 11 years later, and we're sharing that information with you. So we, we can all have fun. And, and just going back to the data uh, and, and just wanting to get everybody together and the data and stuff like that, the only caveat I'll have on that is, I, I mean, some of the world's leading doctors seem to be changing their tune day and to day, week to week. So... Um, I mean, just remember six months ago, the World Health Organization had pretty much came out and said, oh, uh, uh, Corona doesn't travel through the air. So, I mean, that was six months ago. So, yeah, let me, a lot let me of ask things you a question, change, though. and it seems every single day something new is coming out. And um, like I said, July 31st, I mean, I can't wait because we'll probably get some sports back, but that is a long time in 2020 talk. Right. Uh, I want to ask you a question, right? Because... Uh... You worked in the food industry, right? You worked in the food industry, correct? Yes. Did you ever have a manager, a regional manager who came in there who had a huge ego and you couldn't tell him anything? Of course. Of course. Right. I mean... Can you imagine a doctor, a world-renowned doctor? And I think that's what made this podcast so phenomenal. We made so much money. It's because we did what you did. We all did. We checked our ego at the door. And we were listening to guys who had made us money for years with number two rule of betting is research. 
put your ego at the door. So somebody, I don't know who's going to be, maybe the Pope or something, has to be somebody big, right? Hopefully a leader, maybe Trump says, you know, some leader says, hey, guys, let's put our ego at the door. I know you're a world-renowned doctor. I know you have 27 Nobel Peace Prizes, all right? I know that. But put your ego at the door just one time for me, man. And listen to all these people and share the data consistently for the good of humanity. Right? I guess I'm, I'm stretching them. Right? Because, you know, some, some other people want to see other people dead, right? <laughs> Unfortunately. I was going to say, I, I think we passed the, uh, the, the point of checking egos at the door. Um, this, this is, I think sports is going to kind of be the, the, the first spot of how the country and how businesses are going to handle. I mean, this, we're going to have a second outbreak, period. It, it's going to happen. Um, some say it needs to happen with the herd immunity. Um, now we don't quite know what they the antibodies i mean who knows that that's a whole nother story but well, antibodies think, and just to be complete since we do have uh, information on people we're only people hanging and contact us if you have any questions uh, i'm going to set up an email that people can email us if they want we got the phone number uh 858-863-6501 but the problem with antibodies is that uh a, a more reliable test needs to be uh the test they have right now is only 50%. So those tests for antibodies aren't reliable. And the other problem, which makes this, it's a COVID, right? Uh, one thing that makes COVID interesting is, and now I'm using safe words. I never used to do, I used to think, oh, that's political, uh, political correctness. But one scary part about it is you can get it more than once, maybe. People know they can get it more than once. So even if you have the antibodies, are the antibodies any good? A. B, is the test any good? So that's the problem with, with antibodies. The whole antibody thing. Even herd immunity, right? So it's crazy. It, it's a crazy thing. And, and the problem is, too, not to get too dark, right? But... Um, Book I like a lot. People on the screen can see it. It's Stoic Warriors, and it's about uh, different generals and different people who have been uh, caught in war and how they get through it. Right. So the way you get through when you're captured in a war is to be realistic about your current circumstances. The the soldiers who were over optimistic died. So that's why. Uh, Brandon first, that's a cynical Carcarian, showing a high degree of intelligence. And they say that, I read it the other day, that the people that do the best sports spinning are cynical Carcarians. And they're also the ones that survive captivity and war. But they have faith in a good ending. So it's that combination of the guys who uh, were over-optimistic and had faith in a good ending died. Guys who were pessimistic about now and the future die. The guys that live were the guys who were realistic about the present. Oh, you know what? I'm going to get tortured today. But eventually I'll get out of here. We're the ones who survived. So along those lines, we have to be realistic that there's not going to be a vaccine that's going to be good. Because even if they get a vaccine, we don't know the after effects. You know, you, you see those commercials on TV. 
oh, take this, but the side effects are violent vomiting, possible death, and suicide and depression. It's like, wow, is the disease, is the, is the cure worse than the cancer? So you have to figure out that the vaccine doesn't have side effects. So a good vaccine with no side effects, most likely is five years, right? Being honest and being able to win your bets, you gotta be realistic. The other part of the problem is that uh, it's gonna be five years without a vaccine. And then I like the news about the mass uh, production of Redesivir and spray. That tells me that if they could do it, there's another company that come up, come up with another product uh, that's gonna be good for the, the remedy section. We'll probably be in the remedy section for five years, I would say. So sports might be out there for five years. And then the game changer will be, I hate using that word, I hate using food. But some, you know, something that could dramatically change sports forever, if it can be proven that COVID-19 causes permanent lung damage. Which might be a good thing because then that would cut down minutes and might maybe rafters where it's being. So you never know. You can, you can have uh, limited in effect, but I'm not going to be too positive about it. So I can use a historic warrior philosophy to survive this. That's how my dad survived the prison camp in Cuba, right? He knew that the present circumstances sucked, but he knew that uh, by following God's rule, he would get to heaven. Not that I'm preaching religion or anything, I'm just giving you an illustration of what the data shows is the mental mindset to survive riots, pandemics, and uh, recession. Anything else you got on your mind about the NBA? I think we covered it pretty much. I, I, I think at this point now, in, in a matter of weeks, NBA went from looks like front of the pack in terms of coming back now might be right there with the NHL and uh, well, since... the, the way the way it combines with the riots and it's something that I've been researching and it's been told to me several times that Adam Silver is a slave master and that the NBA players no matter how much money they are are the slaves and it's a perfect example of the way white supremacy works where the labor is expend expendable so that goes into what you were saying about guys who didn't want to play. If a guy didn't want to play and wanted to be effective PR, he would say what I just said. Literally the way I just said, with conviction. And um, he'd probably keep his money and everything and be able to, to look at it. And again, you count the numbers. Who said it on one team? Do his teammates agree? Is he a vital cog on that team? Or is he a current Nymphius type? <laughs> Back up at 12 inches. So you gotta, you gotta look at those different factors. And remember, uh, decision science is common sense. You get as much information as possible before making a decision. But understanding, right? Like John Wooden said, and that's what we do. We use sports to help us make sense of the world, right? So John Wooden, Pyramid of Success, said that the most important word in the English dictionary is balance. So if you're gonna be pessimistic about the present, you have to be optimistic about the future, right? So uh, balance is gonna be very important 
for guys when they don't want to play, say the right words. And then, you know, I mean, it's a great time for people to study uh, white supremacy. And is Adam Silver using white supremacist tactics to get a uh, majority of black people in line? Because black people cannot get in line and cannot be defeated by white supremacy unless there's an Uncle Tom, there's another black guy enforced, right? That enforces the slave master's rule. It's a great story about uh, the Underground Railroad was constructed by white people. And one of the white guys, his job was to start insurrections, right? And he was great at it. Who got him killed? He got ratted on by a black person, an Uncle Tom, a person who had a slave mentality. Uh, in the book, Juneteenth, which I just read by Ralph Ellison, I think he's the greatest American writer uh, in the 20th century. Uh, Invisible Man is a great book on many, many levels. He just happens to be black. He had a great line in Juneteenth. He said, people, and, I, and I've always called it the hall monitor um, Nazi prison guard mentality. You just, you just have these people at work. You've seen them, you've worked, right? Lifers. They have a tattoo of their company. Don't rat anybody for anything, for any reason. You know, niches, stitches get the, the, whatever, how does that go? Uh, exactly, exactly. These people live on it, and they, his line was, they lick the boots of the oppressor and spit in the face of people they feel are equal or beneath them, right? So the Sam Silver have guys in the NBA that are like that. Or maybe LeBron James is, you know, like that. He's the guy motivating guys to play, even though they might have permanent lung damage with COVID-19. You know, and that's the thing, too, and, uh, uh, I don't know if we'll do it now because baseball's starting, but look for it next April where um, we'll try to get King Sick. At least we'll be a uh, consultant if we can't get a King Sick. And Brandon First and I are going to do a true crime sports series. It'll detail how sick and disgusting, crazy uh, people can be and it's connected to the sports world and uh, putting bets on games. Yeah. Uh all kinds of all kinds of craziness in that in that room. I don't thought Brandon first. I just, baseball just or anything, man. Going, ready to ready to. I mean, all this. This it's all fun and games, and you know we we can sit here and, and especially when it comes to Corona and stuff like that. I just right. I, I I just want to know, like, is it going to happen or not? Um, like you said, a month, a July thirty first is only 37 38 days yeah um but that pretty much seems that's a long time the way the world's going years from now so i mean a lot of things can happen um I, I it'll be interesting to see what what the sports landscape looks like in a month right so uh we'll give a breakdown on the numbers and then we'll give you uh uh winston churchill Right, so it's 38 days until uh, NHL, NBA, then NFL training camps. I think NFL training camps probably start before that, like July 15th. I'll look at it, but it's around there, July 15th. Uh, and then baseball 
if we stick to my original prediction that they were going to use the national holiday as a springboard at PR, that would make it a couple weeks. So you have to go on that uh, our page. Uh, they've, uh, they've they've announced that they're, the baseball is planning on uh, July twenty second to twenty fourth. That weekend is going to okay. be the first weekend of op uh, regular season, but by July fourth there will be spring training going right. on. Anything's good for us. So I was yeah. wrong on that. I was wrong on that by a couple couple weeks. So July twenty fourth, MLB. So let's uh, use MLB right for your purposes. Today is June twenty second. Yes. So COVID nineteen to show up in your body takes three days. To two weeks. I think up to twenty one days. So And that's uh, that's that's corona in a nutshell. How do you, you go from three days to yeah. three weeks? Like that's that's corona in a nutshell. Right. So whoever does not have it now or had it in the past, right? The in, in common sense isn't too common, so you never know. But you would think that there's some bean counter somewhere. And I think college football, I think college football is coming up with honest numbers. Uh, I know Kansas State was the first team to come back and practice, and they're the first team to completely shut down a week later. Uh, so I'm almost thinking the Big 12 is not going to play. SEC is going to play no matter what. And Pac-12 is going to play no matter what. Uh, but it be interesting if the Big 12 plays, because they're the ones where the coaches protesting. Uh, and they have a big contract and they got deep pockets. So whoever does not have it now or has had it in the past, you can track them and you can come up with data. And all of the baseball players, Major League Baseball players, have been tested. It doesn't matter if they're in DR, wherever they're at, they've been tested. Right? And then they've, they've probably been given, I remember working out with Major League Baseball players, and AAA players and college players, and they're, they're at the gym with a book on workouts from the trainer. All these guys you would think have had a book on how to not get COVID 19. Right? So they're going to have the data, they're going to have the testing, getting these guys used to being tested creates 21 days to get a habit. So I imagine these guys are being tested uh, probably every two or three days. And then uh, the limited staff, right? So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to know. So that, that's our NBA, Major League Baseball breakdown, giving you all the information you need to make money watching sports because that's uh, what we're about. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Betting and Financial Podcast.
If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.